This episode is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Fuck. Special thanks to Blaster Podcast Patreon patron, Rachel Marshall. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blastro Podcast Presents Muffed Movies! I am Mark Soloff, your intrepid host. <laughs> your intrepid host. And with me here in the Muff Palace is none other than a very special guest, Sebastian Orr. Sebastian, welcome! Hello, thank you! You're welcome. Sebastian, let's drop the shit. Oh. You were on Blastro Podcast several years ago. I sure was. You're a photographer? Yeah. And you've known me, Mark Soloff, for a long time. Too long. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> Hurts. Um, <laughs> and you, so you're here on Muff Movies. You, uh -huh. you consented officially to yeah. do this. Uh, I had to sign many waivers. You are an actor. Ye sort of, yeah. You have acted. Yes. Uh, but you are not necessarily an improviser by trade. No. This is going to be a grand experiment, Sebastian. This is going to be a, sc a scary time. Because up until now, the only denizens of Planet Muff have been trained in the valuable improvisatory arts. And now we are bringing in a rough-and-tumble Washington outsider to really be a straight shooter and show us how things are done outside of our ivory tower. My classically trained voice. <laughs> It'll be fun, maybe. <laughs> Right? It'll be fun for me. Yeah. If not for my audience. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Sebastian. Yes. I called you forth from the grave to improvise with me a very special movie that's near and dear to your life experience. It really is. What is this movie? It's called Ravenous. It was made in 1999. It was directed by Antonia Bird. Whoa. Yes. You brought ravenous knowledge here. I have. She was not the original director. What? I don't Someone quit or something. I don't no. Know. Yes. Not on this film that seems so cohesive. It's so good, though. <laughs> I wrote a paper about it in college. Oh. It's true. Nice. Mm -hmm. I, I could see how you could get away with that. Oh, for sure. Well, we are going to be muffing ravenous. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Muff Movies is a parody movie podcast. Now, we do have a couple rules. Rule number one. We will not. Take more than 45 minutes to finish this movie. That's a hard, <laughs> fast rule. Rule number two. We are not. Um, what are the rules? It is a time of American expansion. The year 1847. We find our heroes, members of the American military, celebrating a conquest over the Mexican-American War. But will these Americans win their own internal struggles against life and the supernatural? Stay tuned as we find out in Ravenous, the motion picture. Smash cut. 1847. An army dinner is underway. Under the tented canopy of a military barracks, we see many high-ranking American officials sitting down to a fine steak dinner. Steaks are the only things on their plates because it's a movie that is kind of theatrical and surreal. Captain John Boyd, who is played by... Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yes. The Piercest. <laughs> Captain John Boyd, a.k.a. Guy Pierce with long, luxurious locks, shakes hands with the 
Avuncular General Slauson, an older man, commanding in every respect. For honor and bravery above and beyond the call of duty, I award you this medal. Thank you very much, sir. Um, I feel as though I don't, uh, I don't know what to say, perhaps because I don't actually deserve it. But... Eat your steak. Yes, sir. It's rare. <laughs> Uh, the camera pans over the plates and plates of beef meat, those bleeding steaks, half of a cow, hearts still exposed, <laughs> blood is just oozing from plate to plate. Uh, all of these soldier boys are like super horny to dig in on their steaks, except for Captain John Boyd, aka Guy Pierce, who's starting to have a weird memory. <laughs> Flash, smash, crash. Guy Pierce sees in his mind's eye blood, piles of corpses, and all sorts of hideousness. And just hell on earth, explosions, and the Mexican soil stained red with blood. Back to the steak. Pierce cuts into his steak. He looks around at the happy mouths gnawing down on Chaw Town. And they are just. <laughs> They're just enjoying every last minute. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Excuse me, everybody. I have to go barf. Clink, clink, Boyd leaves into the coward's corner and throws up into an old spittoon. Smash cut. General Slauson is having underlings move furniture into his new office. They simper under the weight of mahogany desks and chairs. You're no hero, Boyd. Ugh. Boyd looks up from his puke barrel and sees <laughs> the righteously indignant face of General Slauson slossing down on him. I'm sending you to Fort Spencer, California. Oh, California. That sounds pretty good. No. Is cold and far away, and this is a long time, so you ride on a horse there. <laughs> <laughs> General Slauson draws Boyd a crude map, step-by-step uh, uh, step how he does X it. marks the spot. <laughs> All right. Cue the digi-banjo. Ding, 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 It should be pointed out, ladies and gentlemen, if you have never seen this film, the soundtrack, the score is inexplicable. It's like they were making a serious drama horror film. They decided the original soundtrack didn't work, and then they had somebody's cousin with a moog just, like, jump in. It's like... But it's the guy from Blur. Right. Smash cut to exterior, Fort Spencer. Boyd arrives! Hello! <laughs> says nobody, because it's cold and desolate and terrible. Oh, man. This isn't the place that a military hero of the Mexican-American War deserves to be stationed. It's like a dusty old piece of crap. This is your room. Who says that? Martha says that. Thank you, Martha. My name's Captain John Boyd. Just so you know, I'm like a total coward. That's okay. Welcome. You'll find our beds most firm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut. Boyd? Well, no. Boyd has a firm time in his bed. <laughs> he looks at himself in the mirror. He goes deep into the pensive of the mirror. Yes. Back into his memories. 
The uh, mirror is splotchy at best. Pow, 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 pow. It's hell on earth, motherfucker. Boyd is back in the pell-mell helter-skelter battlefield of the sepia-toned battle between the Mexicans and the Americolis. Oh, no. Everywhere he looks, his gringo companions are getting hurt up from the dirt up. A voice asks him why. Why, how, how he escaped? Why, how, what, what, how? How, John John Boyd, Boyd, how did you do it? How did you you take the command from the bad man? How did you get it in there? John looks at the devil and angel on his flashback (laughs) shoulder, both of which are Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Suddenly, Boyd has a great idea. He goes back to his playground self. And thinks, how did I get out of freeze tag all those times? <laughs> how did I survive that bear attack, he thinks. I know. I'll fake my own death. <laughs> John Boyd <laughs> writes a fake will and testament. Falls to his knees and swallows dirt. Gulp. Gulp. The Mexicans roll over him. They look at his dirt-swallowing machinations. Well, I suppose no one would swallow dirt if they were not about to die. So... Must be dead. <laughs> Story checks out. <laughs> Let's drag him to the corpse pile. Great idea, fellow soldier. <laughs> they drag John Boyd's corpse-like body all the way over to the pile of bodies which had already hit the floor. Like a disgusting Wes Carpenter-esque game of Jenga, they stack all of those dead men on top of John Boyd. Blood sluices down between shoulder blades and shoulder blossoms and lands right in his open maw. And then, reinvigorated, he crawls out from under the bodies of his fellow soldiers, grabs a pistol, and, like, snaps a man's neck? Oh, yeah! <laughs> that blood was filled with beefy, juicy taste, which Randy Macho Man Savage would have endorsed, and red electrolytes, which the Cool-Eyed Man would have endorsed, which should have endorsed, could have endorsed. Tastes like Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, John Boyd, man of action all of a sudden, reinvigorated by that sweet, sweet blood. Yes. He grabs a neck and just twists. The one guard guarding all of the Mexican leaders. Yeah, at headquarters. At headquarters. Now dead quarters. Is- <laughs> he just falls over like a bag of swans. <laughs> neck snap, he shouts. Very good. Now pull your gun on the leader. Pull out your gun. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the other Arnold has become a robot version. <laughs> He's been top stepped. Don't worry about it, John. <laughs> now point out your gun at the Mexican man. You guys are under arrest. America wins this war. <laughs> Through the thin veil of memory, we hear a voice say, We could arrest you, Boyd. But seeing as how you single handedly took the enemy command, it might set a bad precedent. We're going to give you a medal instead and send you to a cold, lonely place far away. Smash got back. (laughs) (laughs) And so they did. Boyd wipes away the streak of breath from off the mirror. He gives himself a hard look and decides to put on a proud face to meet his new best friends. Smash cut. We are inside the office of Colonel Hart, a large man who wears a cape over his shoulders. It looks like a flag. Like a continental soldier? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Colonel Hart. (laughs) Colonel Hart is wrestling with a walnut. (laughs) 
Ooh, he can't get it open because he's weak and made flabby by by time and atrophies. Victory has defeated you. <laughs> so of course. Says the walnut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think walnut knives are your ally? <laughs> anyway. Welcome to Fort Spencer, Boyd. Oh, hey. Are you like the... Uh, uh, carnal heart? I'm the... Uh, yes, I am. I'm the man in charge, and I won't tell you to do anything. We don't do anything. Wait a minute. I have come to perform military services. No, no, you'll sit around and be bored. I am one of several, and we are diverse and eccentric, and just sort of a hodgepodge of... We're just like the breakfast club of the Mexican-American War. We're, we're, we're uh, there's, there's, there's a couple of Native Americans, and there's a man who's strong and a soldier, and he's very mad, and there's a religious fellow, and there's an alcoholic, and there's David Arquette, because it's 1999, and he doesn't disappear for another year. Pretty much being himself. Yeah. Exactly. But so is this some sort of like weird ragtag band of misfits? Oh yes. God oh yes. Damn it. And I hope we all survive to the end of the film. Boyd recalls his father's dying words. Boyd, Boyd is my last name too, but I call you Boyd. Anyway, don't ever be a misfit. If it's the last thing I do, no. It's a, I want you to pledge to me that you always fit, fit in, fit in. It is the most important thing a young man could do. Okay, Dad. Where'd everyone go? <laughs> <laughs> Boyd tosses dirt onto his father's corpse. <laughs> Zip. He is back within his own eyeballs. I think the problem with Boyd in this film is that he has a wandering soul. Yeah. It's always off remembering. Yeah. When it should be in the present He's a very introspective... Like, if, if they had had iPhones back then he'd be staring at it all the time while Ugh. everyone's trying to have a conversation at the restaurant yeah it's like like we came out here for a reason to spend time with yeah. each other not to spend time with our friends. check your fantasy football scores tonight john grisham shinkleheimer <laughs> schmidt smash cut to dinner <laughs> everyone is eating and no one gets along <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they sure don't uh Toffler is going to honor us with a prayer. Everyone begins eating and no one lets him say anything. They don't revere the Lord in this house. David Arquette and one of the Native Americans are high <laughs> as fuck. They're having a good time. Yeah, they're enjoying the joke I think that no one else is in on. Their experience of the events of this film is probably the most comfortable. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's good to be an Arquette. Yeah. And they definitely make it to the end of the film. I spoilers. That's one of the rules of Muff movies is we cannot tell a lie. Oh, there are only two rules, though, and that wasn't one of... I know. It's a hidden rule. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Meanwhile, smash cut. Inferior of Boyd's room. Boyd stares forlornly at the metal in his hands, knowing that he won it through cowardice and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the there's a rap, 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 knock at the door. A tiny raven <laughs> <laughs> appears and mounts itself upon his mantle. Voiced uh, by Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> followed shortly by old Colonel Hart. Well, hey, I uh, just thought I'd swing in and see if you wanted to have uh, fun bro time with me. Whiskey. 
<laughs> uh, sure. Uh, doesn't that whiskey belong to somebody else, though? Uh, technically, but here in Fort Spencer, we have a real weird idea of what <laughs> what things you're allowed. Personal to- propriety. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm allowed to bathe with you if I want, and you can't say boo. Ah! As he says boo, he looks through the window and sees the haunting a face at the window. Onyx eyes of what looks like winter Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm-hmm. Smash cut to outside. The entire team has assembled in a matter of seconds. It is night, and there in the snow, in the ground, on the ground, somewhere close in the vicinity of the ground, they see... the sky in the center of the earth, (laughs) there is a man. Ballpark, there's a body draped in in black clothing. Mm -hmm. He seems not well. Well, there's a guy who's not well here. We better bring him in, says Colonel Richelieu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ragtag group of misfits all carry the swaddled man into the interior of the common room? Yeah, it's like a room full of skins. There's a lot of skins hanging, a lot of pelts. Skin place. It's, it's the <laughs> skin central, they call it. The skin gym. The skin parlor. <laughs> <laughs> the basket. The dermis runs. thermos. Oh. oh! The dermis thermos! The dermis! They uh, strip him of his clothes and rub his body. And then they warm him up. With hot water. <laughs> get the get hot, the, hot water. All right, boys, you get the hot water all over his fucking. <laughs> all this, over his ass. Yeah, they seem suspiciously ready for this situation. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a wall of hash marks. That have a picture of like a naked cold man, and they just check off every time they get one. Yep. And if they get a hundred, they get a free Pizza Hut party. They get their wings back. Oh, that's right. In this purgatory, they, they yeah. used to be angels. Yeah, for sure. This is such a symbolic movie. It really is. Smash cut. It's not it- really a smash cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, it is a smash cut. Smash cut the next day. Interior of the skin lounge. We see F.W. Calhoun, the cold Jesus who they had just warmed up the night before. He's awake. He's conscious. And they stick him down on a stump to really give him the third degree. Yes, you'll, you'll have to pardon me. No apologies necessary. I suppose I owe you a story. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess uh, we get so little in the way of entertainment around here. I'm Colonel Hart, by the way. This is how my voice is currently. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, what were you doing just drifting around semi-nude in the wilderness? My friends and I were traveling west in search of riches and gold in the promised land. And, and, And because we had never seen or played Oregon Trail before, we ended up cold and wet and stuck and without wheels or or surviving oxen in the woods in a cave. And it was bad. There were a few of us. There was a lady. And there was a there was a slave. And there's <laughs> and a couple of other guys. And a very bad military man named Ives. And oh, he was the worst of us. He was the worst of us. And as we began to starve, we began to eat unusual things. Like what, for instance? The belts and roots and and oh, and, un, is... and untoasted pop tarts. 
Everyone is so <laughs> horrified by the idea of them eating roots and Oatmeal bellies. without water. Oh, God, please. No. Stop, stop. <laughs> the most horrible oh. sin I've ever heard of, eating a boot. Toffler has to go outside to collect himself, and he does. He has leprosy. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> Up. Right in the last place I left it. So anyway, ah. Uh, You haven't really heard the worst part of my story. Do go on. One of our guys died, and I went out to fetch some wood. (laughs) Some wood. And when I came back, I smelled the cooking of meat. Oh! I know. It smelled so good. And when I looked around, I saw everyone was eating one of the man's legs. The entire cast vomits in unison. Oh, straight into the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And the director walks off set. This film notable for the first nine-man barf shot. (laughs) They scratch a uh, divot into the wall under the crude etching of a director walking off a movie set. (laughs) That's that's two boys. So uh, everyone was eating the legs and... uh, I hate to admit it, but it was good. And we ate perhaps quicker and more foolishly than we should have. We threw out a lot of the fat and most of well, really most of the meat. (laughs) (laughs) Choice cuts only. (laughs) You know, uh, so then after we were out of that, we were sort of like, eh, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, eh? (laughs) (laughs) For a brow, for a brow from everyone. No. What then? Well, you ever you know, like, have a road trip with some people you could really do without? Y- y- yes. Well, I had a cave trip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story short, people started getting murdered. I think perhaps by the evil Colonel Ives. Uh, we, yeah, basically, we ate everybody. It was me, the defenseless old lady, and Colonel Ives. And I just, I hate to say it, but I just shit it out of there. What? I ran for my life, and I regret it pretty much all the time. Mr. Calhoun, is she still out there? She who? The, the, the woman you were with. There was a woman in the story? Oh, important detail, yes. Uh, <laughs> Weren't you guys going steady or something? I don't know. Uh... It all tastes the same. In the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, she's probably with Ives. Uh, you better go get him. Oh, shoot. All right. Pow! Private Reich shoots a cow. <laughs> In its face. <laughs> Ooh, headshot. <laughs> You've been right. Combo. <laughs> Private Reich high fives Cardinal Richelieu. The smash cut. Colonel Ives opens up his wardrobe. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Too many colonels. <laughs> Colonel Hart opens up his wardrobe and looks into his Alpine battle gear uniform. Now it's a goddamn rescue mission, fellas. We gotta save that Irish lady from the clutches of the evil Colonel Ives. This time it's personal. I'll put on my owl man snow goggles. Wait, don't go. What is it, George? My Native American friend? George produces a, a deer hide with a crude drawing on it. Alakazam. Windigo. What did you call me? <laughs> Windigo, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Windigo! Windigo! Alright, what the fuck? Windigo! <laughs> Sometimes, when you don't like a man very much, you kill him. And then, if you want to be better than you were before, you eat his body. 
<laughs> just try it. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, <laughs> you never make an ugly woman your wife. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yes, you eat, you eat another man. That's <laughs> like turning into Werner Herzog. It's all right. When a man eats another man. <laughs> when a man eats another man. <laughs> I like. I prefer Werner Herzog as the voice of the <laughs> of George. Yeah, when one. the man eats another man, he gains his strength and becomes the Wendigo and becomes craven, hungry, never full. It's like the opposite of a Chipotle burrito. Just, but, but it makes you feel good in your body. All right. <laughs> Thanks for that, That's George. what's happening here. Yeah. You shouldn't go. Right. Stay. We'll, we'll take that. Please under- don't go. Okay, George. Please stay. <laughs> a giant novelty cane. <laughs> comes out of the open door. just bought starts, Settlers of Catan. Starts to pull George away. Let's light a fire. A guy dances him off stage. Drink cocoa. <laughs> Sorry about that, boy. That's really embarrassing. Oh, that's okay. George has all these crazy ideas about how cannibalism can make you like a superman and strong and enjoy life. Yeah, that sounds awfully weird. I'll bet he's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's head out into the wilderness. <laughs> wilderness cut. <laughs> Boyd, Hart, Reich, Toffler, and George reluctantly set out, accompanied by their new Jesus-like companion, Calhoun. Calhoun is, you know, he's really being a good old trooper here. I ha- I have to go with you. You'll never find the cave without me. I don't know, Calhoun. Uh, you've been quite through. You've been through quite an ordeal, and I I, I think you know. Uh, it, it, no one would fault you I, for wanting I to want, stay. I want to go. I want to go. Is that Calhoun talking? It was supposed your, to be. Is that your father talking, Calhoun? <laughs> no, I, I want to go. Wendigo! Wendigo! <laughs> no, I said I want to go. <laughs> want to go! Want to go! Want to go! Everyone in the, the bagel. <laughs> Everyone in the party gets infected with <laughs> Wendigo madness and starts crying Wendigo into the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, finally, it rains. Travel montage. Travel montage. Travel montage. Through the woods, over the river. We find no house for Grandma. <laughs> the pure virginal snow is also the final resting place of many of our dreams. I had a burp. I don't see why I'm on trial for it. This part of the film was shot in Czechoslovakia. I know. <laughs> we see a montage. A Montague. Of all our stupid goggled buddies with their hair coats and their fucking steampunk eyepieces, and they're marching over the snow capped mountains. Bourbon break, everybody, bourbon break. I'm fat. <laughs> it's time to break for bourbon. Shuffle, 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 bag put down. Uh, do you mind if I ask you? When you tasted the man, when you ate a man, when you were eating men, when you ate people, when you ingested the flesh of people you'd spoken to in the past, how was that for you? Did you feel different? Did you feel like, I know... I'm sorry, Boyd, I'm going to stop you right there. Did you want to talk to Calhoun? Let me get out of your way. (laughs) Darn it. With the glasses on, you guys all look the same. Calhoun just holds up a sign that says, "'Twas awesome." (laughs) (laughs) 
he rotates the sign 180 <laughs> degrees, and there's a red arrow pointing over the edge of the mountain. Priesty McPriesterson, being a real Looney Tune, follows that arrow. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I found, I found a bone. <laughs> He falls, clutter, 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 clutter. Reich leaps to help him. him. Reich, in this moment, like Private Reich, first of all, we didn't really mention this before. He is like uber Aryan. Like, oh, yeah. They manufactured this actor to look more severely like cyberpunk Aryan. This man was created in a tube. Yes. He has bright bleached blonde hair. He's mm-hmm. got the blue grayest pu- uh, irises on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. He is just like such a proto-Nazi. Yeah. And he's a man of action. He would wear the wings well. He leaps like a mountain gorge <laughs> Over the rocks and stones that just like ripped the fuck out of Toffler. Yeah. Reich takes him like a but, rock. But Reich is a man of steel, not a not a man of the cloth. It's it's a metal versus cloth. That is a very apt description. I'm saying rock beats cloth, <laughs> steel beats rock. Uh huh. Anyway, <laughs> Reich scoops Toffler up in his manful arms and chucks yes. him back to safety. <laughs> Smash cut. We have found a better place to be and to set up camp. And Toffler is having his wounds dressed by his fellows. He's in pain. He winces as gauze and bandages and uh, stuff. Sawdust. Yeah, the first. Uh, Horse glue. (laughs) (laughs) Sealing wax. He's being trepanned. Cork. Cork. He winces over and over and over. Wince, 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 wince. wince. I, I, I would very much appreciate some of that bourbon to, to ease my pain. La, 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 Gen- la, Gentlemen, la, la, does anyone la, here? La, I would la, love to have Can't get you out of my head. Bourbon. Oh, you're more than I want. Bourbon, please! <laughs> the record stops. <laughs> All of the cantina aliens look over at him. <laughs> oh, jeez, okay. Colonel Hartman. Colonel Hart. <laughs> Colonel Hart lends a hand. Uh, They all go to sleep. (laughs) The whimsical fairy Puck sprinkles his (laughs) dust upon the young lovers, and they fall asleep one by one just for fun. What's this? We hear the slurping and slobbering sounds. Could it be that this rather slow-paced tale of men traveling together has gone all broke back on us? (laughs) Wake up! Grab a brush and put a little makeup! What's. (laughs) (laughs) Serge from System of a Down turns the light on in the tent, and we see Toffler clutching his bloody wound, scared out of the bejesuses, looking accusingly across the tent at Calhoun. Whose mouth is covered in blood? Calhoun points to his mouth. It was me. It was me. It was my mouth. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Reich dives across the tent and puts... Knife out. Knife out from the wife out. <laughs> he, he presses his blade deep into Calhoun's neck fat. Give me one reason to do it. Give me a reason. Colonel Hart taking charge. I need you guys out of this tent. Boyd, come yep. with us. Someone else address the... Fix. We banished them all up nice, and now it's all ruined. So please, 
This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> nice bloody sides. Please fix it. <laughs> they step out of the tent. Uh, Boyd and Colonel Hart look appraisingly at Calhoun, still with a ghastly, bloody smile upon his lips. All right, Calhoun. You have 30 seconds to explain yourself. I, 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 I was dreaming. It was a bad dream. I was dreaming and, and, and I woke up and I was, uh, licking a man. And I, I'm just as surprised as you all are, obviously. Obviously, I, I, uh, I don't know what happened. And, and, and you shouldn't, and you shouldn't trust time. me. All right. <laughs> Boyd, you have 30 seconds for a rebuttal. <laughs> Uh, well, I did see him licking the man. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of argument about that. He really was going to town on it. His mouth is wet. That's and one not like wet the, mouth. The, <laughs> that is a wet mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and not in the normal way. And that's time. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It goes to Calhoun. <laughs> Calhoun, you win this round. Thank you for tuning in to the debate. <laughs> Barman! <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut to the stream. Our heroes journey down the side of a precipice to a mountain stream. Strangely, the, it's I guess they've descended from the line, the snow line or whatever, because the stream ain't snowy. Stream's like fall time. Yeah. Yeah, they came down real far, is probably what happened. They have descended. So, all our boys start walking down the riverbed, uh, down the stream, and they see, they espy with their eyes the gross, grisly maw of an evil-looking cave. (sighs) Calhoun begins to flip out. It's bad. It's embarrassing is what it is. Calhoun clutches himself and tries to turn away from the cave like it's some daycare that he doesn't want to go to. They're leading him on a rope like a dog. Oh, that's true. It should be said. They got him roped up. They got him roped up. Hogtied. They don't have him hogtied. They just have his (laughs) hands roped. They they didn't tie his hog? They may have tied his hog. (laughs) They may have tied his hog. Like they do with a bull in a bullfight. Make it angry. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Calhoun is freaking out. He's having a countdown, and <laughs> he falls to his knees. He He's scurred. Oh, boy. He's frittened. This is a real pickle. It's bad. We need some guys to watch Calhoun, and then the other guys to investigate the cave. I'd love to go in that creepy cave, but... I'll go. <laughs> Everyone looks over at Reich. Well, of course you'll go, Reich. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a real... <laughs> <laughs> like hugs the hell out of a beanie baby that he collected. <laughs> it's a smaller version of himself. <laughs> it's super rare. It's, I've had it since before I was born. For our younger listeners, a beanie baby is a stuffed animal filled with polystyrene beads. Uh, I'm going to need someone in there to go with Reich to look at the cave. Uh, uh, Boyd, not, you don't seem scared oh, of anything ever. Damn it. I was hoping if I just look vacantly. You're his superior officer, and uh, you're gonna keep him on his best behavior. You know, I was thinking, what if, like, this world isn't real, but like a matrix made by computers? We're all just brains in jars, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's no way to disprove it. So, all right, get in there. <laughs> uh, Colonel Hart gives Boyd a good natured smack in the tuchus, 
and Boyd woo, 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 straight into the cave behind Reich. Outside, Toffler, George, and Colonel Hart watch as uh, Calhoun continues to get crazier and crazier and have a sort of hyperventilation panic attack situation. <laughs> and he's doing weird little like hand gestures. Yeah. Shaking his it's hands. All very st- he's acting, he's, he's like a feral rabid something yeah yeah he is like a staccato jazz hands it is an odd performance in an odd film for odd reasons for odd reasons fairly odd parents it's all a little strange cave cut cave cut the cave is uh, surprisingly well lit inside bones (gasps) big ones no yes no uh fucking reich and boyd Walk into the cave and see a like crazy tiny hole. Yeah, that goes down into a lower level of the cave. Separate chamber. It's really bizarre. I've never seen such a thing in a cave. No, and I've been in two caves. I was, I was about to ask <laughs> how much caving you've done. Uh yeah. They look down into the inky darkness. The inky darkness. Do you want to get in there, Boyd? Do you want to get in the hole? Come on, click, click. I, I feel like maybe someone should be on lookout up here. And you look so strong. You look so strong. You're probably better at climbing. Oh, shocks. Into you know. and out of things. Yeah, you and... know what? It's just I cut sugar from my diet. <laughs> that was it? That's all. You look like you work out. Because I have a good metabolism, good genes, maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> anyway. Uh, peace out, Boy Scout. <laughs> Reich plunges down into the darkness. <clears throat> what does he find there? Bones! <gasps> oh my god, there's all these skeletons partially plastered with their own effluvia. Good word. Good lord. That's vocab. Oh, what a sight. Oh, yes. Late December, There's, 1863. And the skulls still have a lot of hair on them, which is weird, and it's a very campy moment. It's a low-budget scare. It's a low-budget scare. And uh, the music is telling us that yeah. in no uncertain terms. Low-budgie. Low-budgie. As he looks over the corpses, he yep. has a realization. <gasps> How many were in the party, he asks. The camera. The camera. <laughs> On the camera, a small graphic appears. <laughs> Ding! As it counts up from Ding! one to six. Ding! That, and that's, if you were following us earlier, which you might not have been, and that's probably no fault of your own. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> You're just tuning in. You're just tuning in. There are only supposed to be five bodies out in the cave, and there's six, which means that this man's story... Rings false. It holds no water. It holds no water. Methinks we've been deceived. Get Reich. out of there. Reich grabs into the moist folds of the hole and pulls himself up and out. We have out. to get out of the cave. It's a trap. It's a trap. Smash cut. Kind of hot. The outside of the stream. Calhoun is really getting feral. And he's digging a hole. He's digging a hole where the rain comes in and stops my With mind. Both his hands. Wandering. Yeah, he's getting real weird about it. It's super weird, and all of a sudden he has a knife in his hand. What? And before anyone can respond, <laughs> oh no, he has stabbed Colonel Hart oh. right in his Colonel Hart. Oh. <laughs> 
I thought my avuncular nature would have prevented this. This is the end of Jeffrey Jones. George, furious avenging angel from Native America, throws his hatchet, but the quick-witted Calhoun, that sly otter, twists hard around, and Hart gets hit in his hump. <laughs> right, <laughs> right in his quasi-modial back. He is taking blades on all sides. Ugh. It is a bad day to be Colonel Hart. <laughs> it is. He should have worn his blade retardant cloak. Yeah, meanwhile, the mild-mannered, meek-mannered, the the he's a cloth man. He's a small jazz man. <laughs> Terry Clothman, Scarecrowman, is is standing about, sort of watching all of this happen. Curly Hobbit. I hope you guys can resolve your differences and find solace in <laughs> Calhoun shoots George. Go right in the old mother. And George falls off a glyph. Oh, blimey, I fell off a glyph. <laughs> I wish I could have translated it. <laughs> Oi, what's all this then? <laughs> in death, it is common for Native American spirits to become slightly cockney mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as they ascend into their uh, hereafter. Oh, man. That's a well-known fact. Calhoun zeroes in his targeting system on poor, young, naive Toffler. (laughs) Toffler, like a startled doe, runs into the woods. Cue the fucking crazy balls-ass music. The music gets so crazy and happy and bouncy. It's like we're... Yeah, it's jaunty, like, banjo-fiddle... It's like chi- something chicken in the bread barn. Yeah. Like it's not appropriate for the situation at hand. Not at all. Meanwhile, from the cave, which must be a very big cave, because a lot of people just took a lot of time to get, you know, kilt. Maybe, maybe there are lots of stalagmites. They had to kind of <sighs> or stalactites, stalactites. Maybe they had to like serpentine around them. Sure. Maybe they ran into a cave troll. Yes. Finally, they our heroes emerge from the cave and come upon uh, Colonel Hart. <laughs> God, oh, insult to injury. Who here. is bleeding and uh, from from everywhere? He's from like the, a stuck pig. Yeah. Now, is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by the son of York? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. <laughs> now what? Now, no. no, Rake is eager to chase after after Calhoun to save the last surviving member of their party. Yes, Rake, this is like a dream come true for yeah. him. He hasn't seen action in a while, Too we long. assume. Yeah, Since he jumped off that cliff to save his little buddy. Come on, soldier, let's move, <laughs> says Rake, and they charge up the hill. Meanwhile, the music's still playing. It is literally absurd. And they they get to the top of the hill, and they can see uh, uh, and and sort of hear the flashes, glimpses of of this man they're pursuing, and they're chasing him. They're chasing him through the woods, and they come on to a body. They come upon a body. They come upon a body. It's not as satisfying this time. No. Too soon. Too, Too short a refractory soon. period. It is Terry Clothman. Oh. And he's been torn asunder. Yeah, he's split up from the tit up. Yep. Like, he's been opened up like a Thanksgiving board. Now it's personal. 
Obviously. Is it? It wasn't before. <laughs> I mean, they kind of like never really bonded as a band of misfits. No. But for some reason, Reich seems extra mad now. I'm extra mad now. Uh, hey. <laughs> Reich just sees Boyd for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> he gives Boyd a quick, manful swat in the nads. You loaded? Of course. Uh, let's go kill that bastard. Uh, Are you making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> And now all of a sudden the music is different. It's going it's 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 battle time. It's battle time. It's battle time. Welcome to battle time. Suddenly they are on the edge of a cliff. Boyd uh, he he's just like, dude. <laughs> it's come on. There's dudes back home where it's a fort. Let's just chalk this no! up. No! You get in there now. We avenge our fallen comrades. Oh, great. We have to. Suddenly, Calhoun makes himself noon. It's the cold of the woods. Ha 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 ha. Oh, you fools. I'm going to kill you. He throws a knife. And it hits its mark? It does. It hits its mark. It lodges itself in 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 Reich's chest, and Reich uh, tumbles backwards and falls off. Rolls, it uh, falls, and he rolls off of a cliff, ah! and he screams exactly like that. The Reichstag. Ah! Ah! And so now we have just two men. There were just two. Just two men at left. the top of the mountain. It would be good if they had lightsabers. It would be good, but they don't. But they don't. What if they got Sebastian? I have a musket. What are you going to do? Take a shot at me? <laughs> oh, Christ! Calhoun is shot. Several sections of him fly off into the woods. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he falls back. He goes down. He's lying on the ground and end of film. No, he, I joke. The stones are painted crimson with his slime blood. Oh, thank God. It seems this horrible day is at an end. <laughs> <laughs> Calhoun does a creepy Dracula like straight up rise from seated position. Yeah. Yeah. And he's back, <sighs> baby. And we're wondering how can this be? He how took a hit from the bong? The musket bong? <laughs> he took a puff puff from that. From that? And he did not pass. Sweet musket bong. And now he's inching his way. Yeah. Toward yeah. Calhoun. It's a bitsy spider went up the water. You get away from me, you son of a bitch. Down came the rain. Chip, chip, chip. I will chip, throw chip, chip. Chip, chip, chip. my empty musket at you. Oof. Effectively. <laughs> Boyd chucks his impotent gun at Calhoun. Yes. Who knocks it aside like a cold calzone. And laughs. His <laughs> face is covered in blood. Presumably... Clothman's blood? Maybe. Someone's blood. Bloody McClothman? He Somewhere in here, we get the sense he has gotten his mouth on some some meat. He had a nice little schmear. Yeah. <laughs> a nosh. <laughs> a nosh. <laughs> the dark nosh. The dark nosh. Anyway, long story short, Boyd's like, fuck this. And <laughs> Boyd jumps off of the cliff. <gasps> 
Boyd, not being a great man of action, falls through several drum kits and through a noisy hallway. Hey, did you hear about Todd? And as he's rolling down that hill, he bumps into the corpse. Of Reich. Oh, gross. And sort of, like, grabs him and rolls with him. We they, don't know why. They have a manful Velcro attraction to each other. They do. They that, do. That Reich corpse gets mm-hmm. all tangled it's up. It's those Mexican-American War uh, United States Army outfits. It's all Velcro. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> those guys were moonlighting as strippers in the <laughs> pants. He lands with a crack snap fever into a... I don't know, a sinkhole? Like a like a tiger pit without the spikes at the bottom. Like a Ponzi pit <laughs> without them spikes. <laughs> there they are. There they are. And Reich's dead body is hanging, suspended from the canopy of branches and stuff that covers this little grotto. Yes. Like a creepy dead Empire Strikes Back Luke Skywalker from the ice cave. Yep. And Reich's eyes are open. Yep. And he has a really disconcerting grin on his dead face. Yep. Makes not a lot of sense, yep. but it's creepy. Meanwhile, atop the mountain, we see uh, Calhoun looking over the edge, uncertain of where his, his quarry has landed. He whistles. He whistles. Appraisingly. Anachronistically. What is he? Does he like... He, it's, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a World War II bomb sound. Oh. He, he goes... He goes, <laughs> he goes wow. Is, yeah. I never all, noticed that. It's all wrong. Calhoun is slowly making his way down the mountain. He wants to see if he can find where where Calhoun... Uh, Boyd. Uh, sorry, where Boyd landed. Okay. Calhoun looking around, sniffing around, snooping yeah. for, for Sniffing clues. like a wolf Hungry in the woods. like the wolf. Yes. And Harukin. <laughs> we, we see the... Uh, semi-conscious Boyd, whose leg hath been broke in twain. Yes. With a bone sticking out of it. Jeezy crazy. Oh, he's in pain. Always bad. Yes. Okay, Sebastian, I'm going to, and for all you listeners out there in the world, if I ever break a bone to the point where the bone is poking out of my skin. I'll kill you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Yeah. You scared the burp out of me. I mean, that's what you wanted, right? No. I wanted, oh. I wanted uh, like, someone to give me some <laughs> morphine. <laughs> like medical, medical attention? Yeah. Yeah. A professional to, to treat that? Yeah. Oh. Please, send me to a doctor. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Calhoun is seen above the hedge maze wherein Boyd and his broken leg lie. The tension is mounting. Will Calhoun find him? Oh, God. I hope nothing weird happens. Suddenly. Suddenly. A dead body, uh, or or he's, uh, he must be on his last legs or something. He wasn't dead. Reich wasn't dead. And, Reich he, goes, wasn't ah! dead. and he grabs uh, uh, Boyd by his neck, and he's trying to strangle him, and he's, uh, Boyd's resisting, and then Reich falls down and is actually dead. It's like when you kill a bug, and it's in the, like, paroxysm, whatever, the spasm of its last moment. Yes, yes. And it's like kicking and struggling. Yes. Except... That's like the best explanation for it. We need to note that I love this film more than anything. This is easily its least sensical moment. That? Yes. 
All right. Oh, far and away. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like for no reason at all, Reich in his final death throes yeah. turns into like- Tries to kill- a killer. A person. Yeah, like, because, yeah. you know, that's kind of all he ever wanted. Yeah. Was to just kill another man. Right. And he tried. Yeah, and he tried. And he tries for a few seconds, and then he falls down, and he's and he's really dead this time. Yeah. And that's the last we hear from him. <laughs> Except, maybe not, because smash cut to montage time. Calhoun, Calhoun. having given up his search, uh, uh, returns to the cave and drags the bodies he definitely knows he has, uh, like Hart and uh, Terry Clothman <laughs> and George. Uh, uh, into his cave, presumably to take them to a cold place to refrigerate them and have them later for snacks. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, that's, I don't know. You'd think a cave wouldn't be a great place to put a dead body. Yeah, maybe he's like got... dank in there. Yeah. Dank nugs. Like those memes. Those memes? Yeah. Are there dank memes? Yeah. Huh. You never heard that? No. I'm 34 years old. I'm 32 years old. Luke, come to the dank side. <laughs> We're really like winning a lot of points with our pot smoking audience. Yeah. And to those of you getting high right now, look out behind you. Uh bodies are being dragged into the cave. Meanwhile, back at the hole. <laughs> at, the old old hole. at the old hole. Boyd, who is uh, 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 immediately safe from danger, uh, finds that he is in some trouble because of his broken legumes. Oh, look at this stupid leg. Boyd is like having a real bad night. He is like, he's in pain. He's feverish. He uh, looks over at Reich's dead body and it's like, hey, Boyd, eat me. Eat me. No, man, that's gross. Is it? Yeah, I don't... It's, I mean, I'm hungry. There's been a lot of subtext in this film so far to let the audience know that I might want to have a snack on a person because of that thing that happened back in Mexico, but I would rather not on principle. Boyd, let me put it this way. Don't... I worked so hard for this rock-hard bod. <laughs> you said you didn't. You said you just quit sugar i was just trying to be humble <laughs> oh, yeah i man. fucking work out three times a day px90 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like it's the old timey days so we're only at px45 <laughs> right but i'm PXing as hard as i can and it's changed my life all right <laughs> strong is the new thin boy anyway <laughs> back then no one benched anything they just like three legs stooled. We didn't that's, have benches. Right. That's one, that was the joke. That's all right. Boy, there's no time for jokes. <laughs> Not now. Now eat my rock hard ass. I don't want to do that. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to push the leg back into my bone and that won't hurt at all. <laughs> the bone, having tasted freedom for the first time in its life, reluctantly goes <laughs> yeah. back Resists. inside the skin. Does Boyd eat the guy? He does. He talks to him a lot first. He tells him, uh, you don't know how lucky you are, you guy. He's very like emo at this point. He says, you don't know how lucky you are. You're dead. You don't know what this is like. Uh, we're all here and we're surviving and suffering. And that's just the pits. Ah, but I'm so hungry. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any reception out here. 
Uh, and he pulls out his knife and he cuts into that that thigh. That baby back rib. That thigh. Dad ass. Yeah. He's going to have a snack. And it's like we get through the montage, we get these shots of the moon happening yeah, moon so shots. so that so that moon shots to convey I think the passage of like a couple of weeks yeah, maybe. It's you feel like more time has passed than just a night. Yeah, it's not just a night. It's 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 like a fort night. Ooh. Or something. Appropriate for this particular... Right? I'm using the vernacular of the time. He... Boyd is like a chrysalis. Yes. Or the the grotto is his chrysalis. Yes. And he is going to emerge a butterfly. Yes. With he, bad teeth all of a sudden. With bad teeth all of a sudden, and and uh, uh, his cape turned the other way so that it's not blue anymore. Now it's red. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't red know. Red badge if, of courage. Yeah, I don't know if any of you ever studied school, <laughs> but that's symbolism. I he's, majored in school. He's changed and different and, and is sort of making his way down the mountain. And the music that played at the beginning of the uh, the I was the, gonna say show, it's a movie. It's a picture show. Yeah, is is playing again, but in a much more like uh, it's it's not yeah, it sounds a lot more like it's coming out of your Sega Genesis than uh, it did the first time. Really? Yeah, it's much more like MIDI huh. than it than than instrumental. Now. Yeah, yeah, so, inexplicable. Yep, yeah, utterly bizarre. And anyway, uh, climbing down the mountain. Uh, montage. Now it's very wintry. Smash cut. Boyd emerges with an uncanny, unholy strength from his cave-like confines. This time he is clothed, clothed, not in the blue cape of the United States Army man, but in the reverse, fresh Prince of Bel-Air style school uniform turned inside out style of a red cloak indicating that he has gone over to the bloody-minded, bloody-mouthed side of the cannibule. Will this cannibal manable make it back to Fort Spencer? Yes. In part two <laughs> of Ravenous. The <laughs> movie! <laughs> <laughs>